0: Um, okay. I have a new theme song. Do you want to hear it?
1: Yeah, I know you said you're excited. So I said I was
0: going to wait till next week, but I think I'm just going to go for it now. Okay. Ready? All right.
1: at the end of the road all night long i'm dreaming of the day when it comes around and it's taken away leaves me with the feeling that i feel the most feel it come to life when i see your
0: all right uh well oops i put it twice uh welcome to um i bet you look good on the podcast with me jake domohuski and am i in here with trial of the chicago sevens charlie greenwald
1: <laughs> that joke never gets old <laughs> it's still you funny like, so
0: you didn't like the new theme song
1: I didn't recognize it what, what is it
0: um, well you know the, how that we did the bit where we would play uh, a Foo Fighters song instead of an Arctic Monkey song
1: yes right
0: so I took uh, um, the beginning of Do I Want to Know and I put on top uh, the beginning of All My Life by the Foo Fighters
1: Oh, I could kind of tell that that was the beginning of Do I Want to Know. It's like the boom. I was expecting the na na to come in. <laughs> yeah, I let it go. But it never the- did. The- and I was like, what is this? Maybe it's just a different song that kind of sounds like Do I Want to Know. And now, now I know that you actually took the beat and just put over it a Foo Fighters, another, a separate Foo Fighters set of lyrics, which is very That's funny. That's
0: exactly what I did. Uh, and I'm happy with it.
1: You should be. It's, it's a work of <laughs> art.
0: I'm thinking that I'm going to try and add more to it as the, the weeks go on with this podcast, um, and see where we can end up with it. Um, but yeah. And I will say that this is episode number five, um, of, uh, the, the AM guys, uh, podcasting into the abyss <laughs> yes, it Podcast is. is still not regular, uh, regularly available uh, anywhere you i think you can get it on google and maybe some like pocket cast i think you can you i saw the. Played,
1: right? yeah uh, yeah you can get it online i saw it on i saw it on uh on apple podcasts
0: oh you saw it on apple podcasts
1: yeah i think so can I you send me the, a link
0: to it because then i can manually do the distribution if they if it's already up
1: let me see if i can find it yeah because you yeah. said
0: because i showed i told you guys that we had one play well,
1: there I, we are
0: Oh, all right. Um, let me. I'll
1: send this to you now. Okay. But yeah, man, I I'm already subscribed. <laughs>
0: all right, I could not find it. I just, I mean, I just, all I did was type in my name <laughs> into Apple Podcasts. But let me see. Uh, oh, it is on there. What the heck? All right. Oh, yeah. I'm subscribed to it looks good. F-
1: and it looks great, by the way.
0: It does look very good. Wow. Okay. So then I read to, I've been emailing back and forth, because we're doing this through Anchor. Everybody loves Anchor. Um, and I've been emailing back with a, an automated response <laughs> on their support for the past couple of weeks. And they say that it'll take a little bit to mm-hmm. get Apple Music set up and stuff. Um, but the, 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 the article I read did say, like, if you if if it doesn't say on Anchor that it's uh, distributed, but you see it on there, you can take the link and manually put it into Anchor. So I can do that.
1: Describe for me what Anchor is. That's just like a way to submit your podcast. Yeah, you and just you like upload for photos. it.
0: No, it's free. You can just upload it. It's I think it's on by Spotify now, but you can um, just upload podcasts into it, and then they handle all the distribution to the other partners for you. Wow. And I think now I'm going to stop talking about anchor because what the other thing that they have is that you can record an ad for anchor and put it at the beginning of your podcast and then they will pay you on a CPM. And we didn't do that. And now I'm advertising anchor with it. We're not getting paid for it. Oh, so maybe we so,
1: should So you're saying we should advertise to anchor at the beginning of our show.
0: Well, we can, I'm also saying we don't have to, but I don't want to talk like too good about them all the time and then not get paid for it. Like when we could be getting paid for it, you know?
1: Of course. Well, if there's any way to monetize it, I'm happy to help contribute.
0: Get a couple cents in those pockets of yours.
1: That's right. I mean, these times, look, times are tough for everybody. You know, any side hustle. They're
0: unprecedented and unprecedented. know.
1: I can't tell you how many people I've heard say unprecedented. <laughs> They're unprecedented. I'm like, close, very close,
0: very close. <laughs> challenging year. What are the big, what were the big ones for 2020? Unprecedented, challenging, uh, new uh, normal. I heard new normal. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, new normal. Big, big on the new normal. Um, you know, uh, uh yeah, uh, unprecedented is probably the biggest one the that biggest I can one. think of. I think there's crazy, definitely a couple like, others. people who
0: would like I feel like people who said unprecedented too many times would switch to crazy. Year yeah. Every yeah. like six, every like six time, just to change it up.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. What a crazy year. Yeah. A lot of <laughs> stay safe and, 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 and be well. Yeah. Hope uh,
0: you're well, yeah.
1: Hope you're well, hope you're staying safe and well. I got a lot of, I've been receiving a lot of those.
0: I won't lie though I've left a lot of stores in New York and said stay safe chief to the cashier. So like I well,
1: stay, yeah with a with a finger gun. Stay safe chief. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to I used to do that like not ironically. I would be like sounds good. There's a funny meme that I, I someone at uh you, do you like the finger gun you you've used that i'm a, I'm a, I'm
0: a big fan i don't i don't snap, i definitely don't snap but i think i should start but i will do finger guns hit him with a microsoft powerpoint every once in a while <laughs> if you add the pinky into it
1: yeah sometimes i do I, you're kind of this way too i i get i will get shit for the pen pencil behind the ear which is a big charlie greenwald move
0: that's a big move yeah
1: I've, I, you know, in an office setting, pencil behind the ear. I love it. Can't get enough.
0: Yeah, that is a cool look. And I'm yeah. in an Airbnb that has a lot of pencils, so I'm able to just take a bunch of these and put them behind my you Oh,
1: you're, so are, is your Airbnb, like, the house? Someone Is the owner of, like, the house nearby you, or do you have the place all to yourself?
0: Uh, this is, like, I'm in a guest house, um, basically in the backyard of my dude Ron's house. So my man, Ron, is up there in the front. Ron is a friend street. of yours or Ron is no, the Airbnb he's, host? He's the Airbnb host. Okay. Great guy, though. He's from Rhode Island. We talked about the Red Sox for a while on Sunday. Oh, no way. Yeah. Um, and his wife, Dawn. Ron Ron and Dawn. That's they, uh, hilarious. Right. Ra- so like the, then the, it's, I mean, you, you know, a bit. the houses are up in the front and then there's a backyard area and then there's this little guest house in the back. That's where I'm I've been chilling.
1: Got it. So they're in Santa Monica. And, and what do they do? Ron and Dawn
0: uh i don't know ron kind of seems like he's just he's he's on the older side and he kind of seems like one of those guys who kind of just like fiddles around all day
1: yeah <laughs> okay so
0: like i'll see him like moving stuff around in the backyard like old guy stuff you know like he will move a pot over and then look at it for five minutes and then like move it to an inch to the side and then like yeah i'll see him just kind of like bopping like if i'd like leave to go out he's kind of usually just like bouncing around the kitchen and like i don't know like wiping down a counter or like <laughs> opening cabinets and stuff <laughs>
1: Popping around.
0: Yeah. Just kind of making himself busy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, this and that all day. Yeah. yeah. That's hilarious. Uh, man. Well, I'm glad some... you're enjoying LA.
0: Yeah, man. Thank you. I, I, I've i been here since Sunday. So I have a, uh, I don't know how much longer I'll be here, but it I think it will be uh, maybe another month or two.
1: Yeah. That's great. And you're just paying for, you know, the month Well, you're just going to eat that month in rent in, in your apartment in New York.
0: Yeah. It's worth it, I think.
1: Hmm. I know then, you love London. I was surprised you didn't want to go there.
0: I think international travel, I think, is more restricted than coming Oh in.
1: yeah, that's true. That's true. That's I I had very to quarantine
0: I had to quarantine for fourteen days. Luckily I finished that fourteen days in about three hours. Right. So Smart. I, was, I was all set, yeah.
1: I think there's some law in LA where if you go backwards in time, you know, <laughs> which you did, then you don't have to adhere to quarantine rules. Yeah, it's I only if you go in the... forwards in time that you have to adhere to the quarantine.
0: Yes, that's true. I brought in my friend, uh, the protagonist. Did you see? Did you see Tanner? Did
1: you see the you see <laughs> you see movie? Tenor? No, but I know who you're talking. Oh, I know okay. what you're talking about. Yeah, no, no, the... but I know. I know that the character is unnamed.
0: <laughs> yes, so I brought in the protagonist, and uh, he helped me finish out my quarantine in a few hours than I needed to. <laughs>
1: I'm glad to hear it, man. I, I, and it's funny, too, we, there's, for our listeners, I, when Jake said he was going to L.A., I sent him a, <laughs> a list of my favorite places to eat in Los Angeles. And but you also uh, hyped it up first, And there first, were only said, two restaurants you, on the list.
0: But yeah. you hyped it up first and said, hey, I need to send you my list. Let me pull it together and then like a few years yeah, later me, yeah. it was two let restaurants let me pull it together
1: <laughs> let me just dig through it here and just prepare you know maybe export it as a pdf and then I, that'll get that over to you and you're like great what is it and it's like toy on sunset and off vine and that's it
0: I was like wow man thank you and then like I think you were embarrassed and you are like oh also like Hollywood Walk of Fame Joshua Tree Griffith Park <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. You just opened up the So
1: I do there for my half a year that I lived there. Dude, to be fair, I didn't eat out that much. I was, I was like living in LA oh, at sure. the yeah. Emerson campus and I just ate at the cafeteria that they had there all the time. But I did go out to eat a few times. and I, Idiotically, I don't even remember like half the places that I ate at. The only reason I remember off Vine is because it's like really close to Emerson, Los Angeles. And the brunch was great. And like, I think most brunches are average, but I thought Off Vine was like, they had everything. It was absolutely delicious, it was a good price. And then there was a place that I went called Toy on Sunset, which I thought was fun because it's like a bunch of Thai food, but you walk in and it looks like a dive bar with like posters of like Led Zeppelin and Rolling Stones, you know, on the walls. And you're kind of like, oh, this feels like a New York, like a Bushwick bar that's cool and yet they serve like great very affordable thai food which is my favorite food yeah. so All right. anyway you're gonna have a great time and then you got to get a, and definitely do like a day trip because there's a lot of you know driving outside of la there's so many like great little towns Yeah, i mean we
0: just... got a three-day weekend coming up this weekend i think i'm gonna see our boy brandon this weekend yeah um, newly minted
1: up. lawyer brandon stuffers yes.
0: always good to have a lawyer in the family
1: uh, so I'll probably
0: see him. Otherwise, I might try to go somewhere. I don't, I don't have a car, uh, which is funny to me because like, everyone drives cars here. And then I'm still like walking to the grocery store and like walking places and stuff. And when I'm doing that, I feel like I'm the only one that's walking to somewhere yeah and everyone else is either like walking for exercise or like walking their dog and i feel like i'm the only one who's like i'm going somewhere i have a mission and everyone else yeah is like, what fuck is this guy doing where's he going yeah, you know? yeah he's walking and, like, weird I'm, this guy I'm from new york i'm fucking wearing all black and like, <laughs> like,
1: <I'm laughs> like a lunatic. yeah just clearly out of out <laughs> yeah. of fish out of water yeah, but it's obviously. funny man i mean you, i don't know how you're gonna get around without a car i guess just ubering places and you know getting rides from friends and stuff right
0: yeah, I mean, so far, I've just kind of stayed in Santa Monica, like, uh, if I, I kind of been eating here mostly, too, and just like going to the grocery store, getting some food, and then going out just like places within like a mile or two walking distance. Um, but then yeah. like, if I go up to Hollywood or whatever, I, that would probably be a weekend, maybe I'll rent a bike or I know like they have Turo over here, too, where you can rent a car for pretty cheap for like a day. So
1: mm, Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you know, you only need a car a couple times. If you're just going to, you know, if you're in Santa Monica, you just go to the beach, hang out there, like walk up and down the strip. It's a beautiful, beautiful area. And uh, and then you rent a car for a day when you want to go to Ojai or you want to go to Palm Springs or whatever, whatever the hell it is you want to do. So big Sur, although I just read that big Sur had like a, like a, like a landslide or something. And it like half the road was covered in, water or something so that, that's a beautiful area to go to but obviously like you can run into some elemental obstacles there but in any event man i'm glad to see that you're doing well you're loving los angeles so tonight we are without chris calabrese our usual uh pod, third podcast host but that's tonight right. we have kind of a special diversion from arctic monkeys in store where we're going to talk about something kind of related but also very different
0: Keep going. You got this.
1: Yeah? You think I'm doing all right?
0: right. Yeah, you're killing it.
1: All right. Well, I'm going to keep going. So when you think of the Arctic Monkeys and you think of early 21st century rock, you think of big bands that kind of broke into the mold at at around the same time. And for me, three of my favorite bands, and I consider all of them contemporaries because they're all still active and they've all had remarkable staying power over 20 years of activity is the Strokes, who came first and are from New York City. So I have a strong identification with them, as well as a band from Las Vegas, Nevada that we're going to talk about on today's episode and dissect their debut album. And that band is called the Killers. And I like all three of these bands differently. I would say that in my order of rankings, the Arctic Monkeys is, you know, they're pretty much my favorite modern band. After them, I would say I have the Killers and the Strokes in that order. The Killers, I would say, have only overtaken that spot because, in my mind, the Strokes had such an epic, perfect first album that I don't think they've ever quite recaptured the magic of. Yeah. Whereas The Killers have kind of reinvented themselves a few times in interesting ways. The only problem with The Killers is now they're technically only a two-person band um, between Brandon Flowers and, uh, and Ronnie Venucci. Having said that, I still love them, and I think uh, their latest album, Imploding the Mirage, is among my favorite work that they've ever done. And by the way, the Strokes had a great record that came out last year as well, um, featuring a, a ton of amazing songs. Um, but I, you know, haven't quite thought of them as uh, as good recently, especially consistently as the Killers.
0: Yeah, I think "Angles" but is very good by the Strokes. I would love to talk
1: with you tonight. Yeah.
0: Also, I'm just realizing something now. My internet connection is very unstable, and I am the one that's recording this. So when you're breaking up, it's probably going to come through in the podcast that you're breaking up, which is fine, because it's not that bad. We can still understand you. Well, but, that's okay. But that whole thing was clean, pretty much. So you're good. Oh, good, good. Yeah. It was well, just look, you know,
1: end. without Chris, you know, things are, things are a bit more of a roll of the dice. Yeah. But uh but anyway, technical difficulties be damned. We're gonna dis we're gonna discuss hot fuss tonight, which is
0: <laughs> when you said
1: damned, your voice and, um, got
0: so uh, fucked up.
1: Oh really? <laughs> well that's that's anchor telling us not to curse on this podcast.
0: Oh, that's funny. Technical difficulties be damn <laughs>
1: Dude, let's talk hot fuss. Uh, All right,
0: let's talk hot fuss.
1: This is an album that came out in 2004. So it came out after the Killers, excuse me, after the Strokes release, Is This It?, but before the Arctic Monkeys release, whatever people say I am, that's what I'm not. That's right. This album, I believe, in in terms of the Arctic Monkeys, their style. I think of the Arctic Monkeys more so as an English band uh, at their heart and soul. And that's something that the Strokes and the Killers have in common is they're American bands. But what I really love about the Killers is, is that this is a band from the desert and you hear the openness and the space and the kind of running through the, through the like wild West in their music. It's not Western but it's big and it's open. And Brandon Flowers, who is the singer of that band, has such an incredible rangy voice that when they sing, when, when they debuted this album, I was, but mainly by how stadium ready all of their songs sounded, without sounding, you know what i mean
0: uh you i i i missed i basically lost all that
1: oh okay all i was saying was <laughs> that the band is uh who really just firing on all cylinders with tonight's episode <laughs> oh. <laughs> By the way, do you remember last time when you computer just had like a look of panic on your face and, like <laughs> Yeah and then, and then the computer just shut off. Because and I then had the monitor back on your phone. <laughs> <laughs>
0: because I had my monitor on and then like it all started shutting down like in stages. So like, the monitor <laughs> went and then, like my screen darkened and then like things started closing and I was like, no. <laughs> and then it just all went
1: away. Yeah. And then was, I plugged
0: it in and it wouldn't turn back on, so I had to call back in on
1: the phone. <laughs> it was an incredible delayed uh reaction. But anyway, all I was saying about Hot Fuss is all these sto- all these songs, it's such a stadium ready, you know, sing-along anthemy album without sounding pop rocky. They kind of maintain that like epic western rock and roll spirit without having in my opinion leaning too much into like the cliche of like pop rock I'm talking about like a lot of bands that I think are really pop rock now like you know 21 Pilots um you know or X Ambassadors or uh people you know Imagine Dragons folks like that you know I never got that vibe from the killers they always had a really interesting artistic integrity and yet, their songs sound so stadium ready because they're so epic and wide and sweeping. And I feel like you get a lot of that on Hot Fuzz.
0: Yeah, I for sure. And that was clean, by the way. That whole thing was clean.
1: Beautiful, beautiful. So
0: hopefully, the third take was your tightest, which I think it probably was.
1: I think so too.
0: You're good. Um, how did you? How did you? <laughs> how you? How you, you find this record? How would you get to it?
1: Well, the kill. So this this is a different situation than whatever people say I am because whatever people say I am did not have the American radio play that this album did. You know, I heard Mr. Brightside on the radio when I was really young and I knew that song even before I knew who the killers were or what they did. Not not to mention two of their other songs uh, that were massive hits off of that album. Somebody Told Me and All These Things That I've Done which, by the way, are among the first five songs on the record. So if you yes. bought a CD at that time, you're just bowled over by just bang, 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 bang. Like all of the hit singles are right up top when you, when you press play, um, you know, and you put the CD in the CD player. Which is um,
0: great, but I will, I will say they lose me at the end <laughs> a little bit. Midnight They show, do. Everything will be all right. I'm, I'm, kinda, I'm starting to tune out at that point. I really they, like Believe Me, Natalie. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to lie every track one to nine, I think are probably all nine or 10 out of 10 for me. Yeah. Yeah. But then once I agree. you get to midnight show and everything will be all right, I'm, I'm starting to tune out a little bit. I'm by the for, way, I'm
1: everything will be all right. Is there's down at that point? <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. By the way, everything will be all right. Is, you know, um, uh, the longest song on the album by far at five minutes and 45 seconds. Yeah. So, you know, but at that point you're kind of just like, oh, well the first five songs on this album are like, you know, perfect tight pop rock, you know, pop, pop rock, alt rock songs, stadium rock songs. And so, you know, when you finish kind of like that great energy of like on top and change your mind, you're towards the end of everything will be all right. And you're like, okay, well, you know, I've heard, I want to go back to the beginning of this album because that's where things, these things pop off and something that I think is really interesting. And I would be curious to hear your, uh, your reaction to this is they have three, there are three songs on this album that have a first name in them. Jenny was a friend of mine, Andy, you're a star and believe me, Natalie. And I think that's something that's really interesting is the killers write a lot of songs that are, they have these characters in them. It's something that Steely Dan does. Now Steely Dan's lyrics are completely nonsensical, but they have a lot of songs that are named after characters like Peg or, you know, Ricky don't lose that number. And it's a very similar thing with the Killers on their first couple albums in terms of lots of songs named after like narratives, people, stories, characters in these songs, you know. Um, Brandon Flowers is almost like, you know, gathering you around the campfire and telling you about this crazy story you know, uh, uh, almost like a folk tale that they've yeah. set to this like big sweeping rock. And that's something that I always thought was really interesting as yeah, well.
0: Yeah. I mean, c- compare that to Big Thief, who Adrian Lenker in those first two records relies heavily on names. And yeah. People, right. Yeah. And that's
1: cool. It's um, a songwriting technique for sure.
0: Yeah. Adrian Lenker says that she uses it as, uh, well, like in. Like psychology and, and emotional intelligence and all that, they say that it's very important to be able to like, label emotions and things like that so that yeah. you're not confusing it with something else and creating a name for an emotion. It makes you better able to deal with it as it comes up. And mm-hmm. Adrienne Liker says that the way that she handles that is that a lot of the names that she uses are emotions. So then if she feels a certain way, she'll say, oh, that's Paul, right? instead yeah. of like making up a word or like this is a combination of being sad and frustrated and miserable she'll just say like, oh that's paul right and yeah. then like that's that's where a lot of those like names come from that's what she said at least that's
1: yeah it's a clever way of like anthropomorphizing or even you know just assigning agency to like a combination of feelings that you can't quite put into words so you come up with some other way to categorize them that's yeah. really smart and interesting and Big Thief is a really interesting band and another time another podcast but um, but yeah I, I bet I've you always look, liked that that's, song that's,
0: really. I bet you look I, love, I bet you look big on the thief <laughs> um, alright do we want to do we want to dive into Jenny play, yeah play little- I
1: think we should do the like song by song we'll just kind of you know and Let's we can it. skip a track if we want to
0: do a little radio sound effect helicopter in here Turn it into a synthesizer. Police symbolism, you know? Audio symbolism. Police scanners. Dave Koenig coming in hot. So this song was a. uh, This song was a lot later for me, I think um I obviously came in on Mr brightside as I think everyone in the world probably did right
1: yeah I uh wait were you saying to turn it up or down I don't know down yeah, I couldn't okay. I couldn't hear you very well
0: oh sorry I can't just really a little
1: know. bit yeah this is perfect all right cool so you were saying you you I think I heard some of that you said you you this song came later for you. You kind of came in on Mr. Brightside like I did and everybody came else did. On,
0: yeah, came in on Mr. Brightside. I remember seeing the music video a lot in 2004 to carry over from our Favorite Worst Nightmare episode. I didn't like the video that much because there was sex in it and as we talked about last last time I get I used to get very uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> with anything that had to do with sex at that age and I didn't really like it. So Yeah. I was uh, originally, and I also didn't like the band name at first for a couple years. I
1: didn't yeah. like the name The Killers. Yeah, I mean, The Killers are—it's a—you know—it's tough to compete with some other bands that I think. By the way, Arctic Monkeys—I don't think is a good name, but it's very <laughs> silly and nonsensical, and it kind of fits the band. Yeah, but their songs are so great, like I don't even care. I like band names that are the blanks. You know, strut, I do too. man. Like I've always liked the name. I have always liked like the stroke, plenty of libertines or the struts, you December. know, or the black, yeah, the Decemberists, the black, yeah, Static Jacks, the black the keys, stripes. yeah, white stripes, love all of that. The Raconteurs. the Rackettors, yeah, it's all. Do I you like? Do you like the? That
0: the singular like the dead weather or do yeah i
1: I think that's great
0: i do i'm with you though i like the blanks the that's i think that's the best setup for a band name i really like or
1: pluralizing something i mean your band name i think is great couch queen yeah um and i like my name which is salty keys but like i definitely don't like names that are like long and silly and i don't really understand what it means so like a perfect example of that is Fallout Boy, where I'm, uh, I am i read somewhere that Fallout Boy is named after a fake superhero from The Simpsons, and who's like, you know, Fallout Boy, something, something, I don't remember what the context is, but that's where it came from. It has no connection to the band, and uh, other than they just liked the name, so they picked it. That doesn't mean as much to me yeah. if like you're the blank or your name has something to do with your style of music. And I always felt like the Killers, it's just like a great name. It's like all the songs are killer, you know, like they come (laughs) from Las Vegas, the Wild West, you know, and, and you know, they've got kind of something like very, I wouldn't say dark about them at all, but definitely like a little retro and like, you know, ethereal and you're in their world now and they're the Killers. And uh, it's a very cool kind of badass name. And I think it juxtaposes actually nicely because I think think a lot of their songs are.
0: Yeah, I appreciate the name a lot more now than I used to. I will say the worst setup for a band name ever is just a prepositional phrase. Like if your band name was like, into the storm or like, through the woods. Like, that shit sucks. That's bad. Like, turn it (laughs) around. Fully
1: agree. Fully agree.
0: I was in a band Oh, this song. Okay, yeah. Let's let's listen to you a little bit of the bit. Okay. No, no. I
1: want to hear you. I want to hear your story, but tell okay. it really quickly.
0: Well, I was in I was in a band called Your Finest Hour, for a little bit. Okay. Okay. Uh, the band me and Chris had in high school was called Hammer and Hide. Um, yeah. Which I think is a pretty solid name.
1: It sounds like a magic show, but it is a solid name.
0: <laughs> and then I was I played a show with a guy, and we were both playing acoustic guitar, and our band name was spelled the. It was the. And then it was D-A, space D-A, space D-A, apostrophe S. So
1: the like, da-da-da's?
0: Yeah, so when they announced us, the lady was like, and now coming up is the, the da-da-da's. And we're like, oh, it's actually pronounced the da-da-da's. <laughs> and she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. We're like, yeah, it's just, it's, it's the da-da-da-da.
1: The da da <laughs>
0: The da-da-da's. That
1: <laughs> <laughs> That is hilarious. And what about Lamatz? Also a good name.
0: Oh, yeah. I forgot I was in Lamatz too.
1: So this song, part of what makes this song great, in my opinion, is how high the bass guitar is mixed. Yeah. You can hear right. it, it the is. whole fucking time. It's leading the song.
0: And Dave Koenig's not doing much on the guitar, right? He's just playing real high up top, on the, and he's just playing these chords, arpeggiating, right? Yeah. You need that to really drive it through.
1: And you've also got to understand about this song too, that again, this is by the way, this is this is a song that the Killers wrote many years ago. They've refined this song perfectly over over time. Oh, this dude, is like the, the song on they were playing Sawdash. when the band full formed. Have you heard the version on it's incredible. It, yeah, it's, it's incredible. Like,
0: it's so this. I don't know. It sounds good then, but like this version is so much different. And I'm like, this is more what you guys are about than like what well, that was, right? It took a while to figure it well, out.
1: Well, yeah. I, I like both of them because that one's more stripped down. It's a little bit more an unformed song, but you can still hear the pieces of greatness in a song. Yeah. And I'll get to the lyrics in a moment, which, by the way, are part of this song's appeal, I think, as well. But this song is just a perfect pop rock song. It's just a, it's a perfect song. Yeah, it is. The way it's constructed, the fact that the bass line is out there leading, the chords, the chord changes, which are smart and... A little unpredictable and yet totally accessible.
0: And Flowers is a frontman. I'm not like you and can't if, deny that he's a front man in this song. He is uh, just the he he was he almost sculpted what it needed to be a, a front what it meant to be a frontman in the twenty first century in, in, in Absolutely.
1: A hundred percent. And he's just there's an urgency to the way he sings that is and this is like this part by the way is where he really like, you know, I rips yeah. It just rips it. And this is where everybody in the bar is singing along this part right here.
0: That's a track, man. You wanted to hit some on the lyrics.
1: Oh yeah. Well, so first of all, Talking a little bit about Ronnie Venucci, who's still with the uh, band, yeah. and uh, is the only other person other than Brenda Flowers. Stormer and Koenig have since, I think, moved on to other projects. I think but, Stormer's still in the band, um, but he's like way. Is in he the, still in the band?
0: He's like way in the wings though, because like everything that I think he he Koenig didn't play on the on imploding the mirage. I think Stormer did.
1: Yeah, yeah. That might be true, and Koenig, by the way, is such a great guitarist, and I love his work. But Ronnie Vanucci just kicks ass on this song, and we talk a lot about Matt Helders. And the, you know, I, I don't think necessarily that that Fab Moretti, who's the drummer of the Strokes, was as integral uh, on that first album to the success so much as the way that that. And we, we can talk about is this at another time, is and why it's so great. And I'll bring on my friend Nick, who's obsessed with the band and from Static Jacks. But what I love about Ronnie Venucci's style is, you know, he is so locked in. He kind of employs a lot of Keith Moon type. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Like really just fat, you know, fast kind of quarter notes on, on the, uh, on the hi hat. And you hear just the full extent of his powers on this song. Um, And I think he just sounds really great. He sounds killer to use a dumb dad joke. And then I also want to just talk about the lyrics in this song, and I would love to hear your, your interpretation of this as well, Jake. So the lyrics in this song are about a guy who is kind of getting a bit paranoid that his girlfriend is uh, you know, cheating on him and kind of the feelings of that and how he's kind of wrestling with it. And those lyrics... In the chorus, jealousy turning saints into the sea, swimming through sick lullabies, choking on your alibis. But it's just the price I pay. Destiny is calling me. Open up my eager eyes, because I'm Mr. Brightside. I I used to not understand that. I was like, what does he mean by saying Mr. Brightside? It's more ironic, rather than saying, oh, I'm looking on the bright side of things. It's like he's paranoid and he's looking at the glass half empty, and things are going south really fast and i always just thought that was a really great clever chorus on top of the fact that the song is so musically wonderful i just love the lyrics i just think it's like some of the best writing er, lyrically that brandon flowers did as such a, a young you know again we talk about how young alex turner was when he wrote those first yeah. couple of arctic monkeys albums you know brandon flowers is 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 you know this is 2004 uh, mm-hmm. You know, Brandon Flowers, I think, is probably like forty. In, you know, in his forties now. So he probably wrote this song when he was in his mid twenties. But again, as I mentioned, this is a song that had been around. The Killers wrote, had been perfecting this song since they formed in two thousand one. So he probably wrote this song when he was twenty, twenty one years old. Yeah. And it's just great lyric writing.
0: And what a way to open! What a, what an opening line too! Coming out of my cage, and I've been doing just fine. You know, I, I love it. It's great. Yeah. And he's yeah, wearing like he's just wearing a ton awesome of song, makeup man. in the music video, and they're playing. It is looking yeah. back; it's a good music video. But again, it did make me very uncomfortable as a as a little boy.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think, by the way, about you know, I bet and little Jake squirming while when you know his mom puts on, when mom puts on balaclava or whatever the hell else <laughs> is you know going <laughs> on in the car, but uh, but uh, but I was just going to say, you know. Brandon Flowers is kind of interesting because there's something about him that's very like, you know, he kind of looked like Alex Turner wanted to look when he was in AM and he kind of had that, you know, Brandon Flowers always kind of had that like, you know, very handsome, like skinny. Oh, insanely. Like, you know,
0: I don't even, we didn't even get to that yet. This is like one of the most handsome men in the entire world.
1: Also. And he's, and he's also just like very like Danny Zuko, you know, yeah. Fonzie cool. You know, he has that kind of leather oh. jacket, like, you know, like kind of pouty face look to him. And his voice is so high and so I mean that guy really you know, Bono once said, I don't know if you knew this, but Bono once said that if he could have anybody's voice other than his own, he would want to have Brandon Flowers. He said that Brandon Flowers' voice just like cuts right through and gets to you right in, in your soul. And something I've always been intrigued by is that juxtaposition between how high he sings and what he looks like. You know, he looks like he would sing like, yeah. you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, a Tom Waits, and yet he he's like in the upper upper register, kind of blows you away how high he can get. Like really, like Steve Perry type <laughs> range. He's good, man.
0: He's got it all. I, he's I so will good. say. And that guy knows, I mean, I'm wearing a denim shirt right now, I'm also wearing jeans, I look alright, that guy knows how to pull off denim denim, denim jacket, denim jeans, and, and a denim shirt. Like, Part of their
1: appeal, man, is just people love him. He's just yeah. effortlessly cool.
0: Well, during that Pandora show... So this fucking that song is so blazer. good.
1: Yeah. Ah, oh, dude, that denim blazer, he crushed it. You're a big denim guy, I know that you take a lot of fashion cues Huge. from him.
0: Yeah, yeah. I do. Uh, yeah, this is
1: such a good song yeah, oh my this god is, this,
0: this was a big one for me I'm trying to remember now how how I got into this record I feel like it was late I remember I was super into Smile. I followed their I'll say I followed their singles for a really long time right so I was super into all the singles that they had coming out even into Sam's Town I don't know if I listened to Hot Fuss until maybe their third and maybe until Day and Age came out is when I decided yeah. like because especially 2004, that's, that's, the, that's the beginning of iTunes, right? That's when everybody yeah. stopped buying records and we would just buy singles, right? So I'd see a yeah. music video, I'd squirm around because it was making me horny or something. And then I'd just go to the computer and I'd download the song so I didn't have to watch the video and feel uncomfortable with mm-hmm. my sexuality as a, as a 12-year-old.
1: <laughs> yeah, you would go to, I don't know about you, but I always laugh and reminisce on like how I consumed music when I was in middle school and high school. You know before streaming services and i would i would go to like yahoo music videos and that's how i would watch like you know the bands that i loved like at that time again it was a lot of like you know uh seether and breaking benjamin <laughs> <laughs> and three days grace and, and third, eye, third you know, eye blind
0: don't don't leave and out. third eye
1: blind and, oh my god and. third eye blind one of my i would do a whole podcast on them too my <laughs> one of my other favorite bands of all time we
0: should do one next time next time we have we can't think of anything to do let's do a third eye blind podcast i
1: would love oh my god dude i fucking i've eaten it up i don't know why no one has ever asked me before to do like a third eye. <laughs> i was like the biggest third eye blind fan anybody probably knows but uh but yeah, I you know, and I would also go to, um, oh my god, what was the name of that website where I would just like download an illegal version of a song, uh, you know? Uh-huh. It wasn't like yeah, it wasn't Limewire. Lime w- it might have been, it wasn't Limewire. I think it might have been Kazaa. Yeah, I, and I love
0: Kazaa.
1: and I would, yeah, like I remember the, getting the Daughtry album that I really liked <laughs> on Kazaa, because Slash was featured on one of the songs, oh, right. and I was a big gun. And, and I'm, by the way, that album was absolutely monstrous. I don't know if you remember that. Chris Daugherty is probably yeah? like a billionaire because of that fucking album. He's he yeah.
0: on American Idol, right? <laughs> this is a great, great riffing here by Flowers as well.
1: Yeah, crushed.
0: All right, can you guess what track four is? I know you know it. What do you got?
1: What Hot Bus track number four is? Yeah. Uh, is it all these things that I've done? Nope. You're cutting you're cutting in and out of it. Is it all these things uh, that I've cut, done? Oh, you can't oh, hear? You it? Said no. oh, yeah.
0: We're we're frozen solid right now, baby. I think I'm still being recorded, but we are frozen solid. I'm cruising though. I'm listening to somebody told me.
1: Here we he come. Okay. Alright, you're back. I can hear the song, but you, you cut out. have a little bit
0: okay i was stalling while you were frozen (laughs) whoa hey are you there
1: (laughs) yeah i can i can hear you okay now i I can hear you i lost you completely for the last minute
0: i got kicked out my zoom restarted on me
1: oh my god that's upsetting (laughs)
0: But I think this is the second straight crash.
1: Yeah, it is like still, recording. Uh, yeah, it is still, still recording.
0: recording. All right, sweet. All right, cool. I like. Although it. I'm the host
1: know. now, so maybe I'll get the video, but I, I think you'll probably get it. Who knows?
0: I'll probably still get it, yeah. Uh,
1: let's see if I can maybe make you the host. But anyway, go ahead. Somebody told me. I, I would love to hear your take on this song.
0: Oh, it is playing right now. I got to share my audio again. Okay, you hear it now? All right, we're back. I think in terms of this song, um, again, killer line, right? Somebody told me you had a boyfriend who looked like a girlfriend that I had in February of last year. Like, these are lines that you just can't beat. Again, I don't know every lyric to this song, but the ones I do, like, it's so catchy It's so much fun and like everyone wants to sing it everywhere you go, everybody knows that line. It's easy to remember, it's great. I don't know, he killed it. I don't even know what to say about this record because I like it so much.
1: I mean, it's a perfect example of like, you know, the kind of, the kind of, uh, you know, nightlife songwriting that was part of what made whatever people say, I'm so great. You know, Brandon Flowers said that this song is about trying to meet somebody on a club. And uh, it's just, you know, it has that kind of neon 80s feel to it that I think matches beautifully the like, you know, the the, like kind of nightlife, like looking to meet somebody and who knows what's gonna happen and just shooting your shot and maybe saying something a little nonsensical like somebody told me you had a boyfriend who looked like a girlfriend i had in february of last year you know it's like it's perfect it's like fits right into that theme and this is a real sing-along song too for sure
0: yeah it is and then next
1: the synths are really strong fuck on this song too
0: yeah you know my theory about him playing live though right that he doesn't actually play the synthesizers when they play live he just pretends
1: (laughs) yeah i think you did tell me that once which i don't necessarily uh you know i i definitely I, i i could buy that i don't necessarily think that that's ludicrous it's probably a fair Assessment. A lot of a lot of bands like have tape loops and stuff like that. Ah, yeah. oh, this song.
0: This is this, this is, is song the best song, really song in this record for, for
1: sure. Really is the peak of the album f- for me. Yeah. One more song. It's it's. By the way, this song. Too. This song builds in the same beautiful way that "Do Me a Favor" in five hundred five build yeah, on right. "Favorite Worst Nightmare." Yeah, you know, starts with this opening synth and then everything kind of comes in piece by piece and the song just hits this amazing crescendo. It's like a perfect arc upwards, you know? Yeah, I mean, to me,
0: this album Hot Fuss is very much, you mentioned it earlier, it's a very 80s inspired album, right? Like, in yeah. the way that he sings, the beats, the synthesizers and stuff. This song, and then, so then when I think of Sam's Town, I think it's very much of an Americana album. So they're listening to that phase that the Smiths went through a lot. Yeah. In Americana. They listen to a lot of Joshua Tree. Right, they're, they're working Yeah, with Joshua Corbin, Tree, I was just gonna Anton say. Corbin, Tim Burton, all that. Like, it's a Mary Americana. This song feels way more like it would fit at home on Samstown than this album. I but agree. In the music video, he's got the mustache. Like, we need to do a mustache update at the end of the show, me and But, music video, he's got the mustache. Also, there were women in bikinis, and they're very attractive in the video. Videos. So, again, it be very uncomfortable as a child. But,. I still enjoyed the song enough
1: to listen to it. Oh man, this song has a power. By the way, we're gonna talk a little bit about this when we get to That's Where You're Wrong when we do the Socket and See episode, because this song has the same thing that That's Where You're Wrong does, where it's kind of a simple song m- musically in that these chords are like, I don't know what key it's in, it's probably in the key of you know G or C or T maybe and it's a lot of major chords. And it goes, bum, 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 It goes back and forth in that chords. chorus between these two chords, you know? And then there is, of course, like a little play, you know, there's like the minor chord that comes in here. Um, and that's beautiful, hold the way it kind of transitions. On.
0: It's part of the most catchy song part of any song ever made, right? This, am I wrong? Yeah, yeah. Just, this is the, just a The best thing ever. <laughs>
1: the best thing ever.
0: <laughs> like my dad. Like I'll, I I'll play this song so to my dad, and he will be like, "Yeah, I don't know this song." And then when this part so comes on, he's like, "No, I know this song." This song. <laughs> Everybody knows this song.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: This is usually the part because I'll play this album a lot when I'm down at my parents' house because I enjoy it so much. And like this is the usually the one where my parents are like, "Wow, this album has so many hits." Like, yeah, baby. By the way,
1: I can see why your mom would like it because your mom, like me, is a big U2 fan, and this yeah. song is so U2 influenced. It has U2's fingerprints all over it.
0: It does, yeah. It's so Joshua.
1: You know, this is like this is like the fucking I still haven't found what I've looking what I'm looking for of this album. Yeah. in your head by the end of it you know uh, well, and it's then, like it's got that I great. Wait, it, it's got that great like crescendo here where brandon flowers yeah. just takes over
0: i mean if, if we were video recording this we everyone would see how fucking Nazi you and i are going right now listening to this. i know <laughs> which i guess happens a lot when we do arctic monkeys too it's usually chris is <laughs> sitting there like normal and me and you are like pretending to be elders and stuff <laughs> <It's fun.
1: laughs> By the way, I haven't seen your face in five minutes, but I can hear you fine. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, you've been frozen in one in one particular like frame for minutes. All right,
0: I've been moving around, so there's, there's an issue. Oh well. All right, and then and we got Andy. You're a star next. I really like this song. Apparently it's a it's a it's a song about uh, his high school bully and how he's like look at me now I'm cooler than you but hey man you're great.
1: Mhm. Yeah, I love this song.
0: It's great guitar riff too. Yeah, Yeah. We're back. You like this one? What do you rate? What do you What do you, you, you rate in this one? I like
1: it a lot. I mean, it's a come down from like the first five songs, which I think are all perfect. But it's a very good song. I like "On Top" the most of the back half of the album. Yeah, uh, this I, is a great one too. Yeah, and and I love and I love "Believe Me," Natalie, as well. I think
0: I think "Change Your Mind" is my favorite in the back half. Maybe just because it reminds me. Change your mind is a me, great song too. Yeah, it just reminds me of "Read My Mind," which is one of my favorite R. So- S. Uh, killer songs. I, I, yeah i'm between for reasons unknown read my mind and all these things i've done Is my favorite uh songs
1: i like that list a lot man i i would put all these things that i've done number one and then maybe uh, i would put something from imploding the mirage because i just think that album has Like I've said this so many times Fire Bone Posh Posh is good, yeah
0: I'm picking up like one word you're saying. I think we might we might want to pull this soon because I think it's starting to get worse. Yeah, maybe,
1: yeah, maybe we, should, uh, we should stop the show. But anyways, monkey's put out. I'm obsessed with it.
0: OK, we missed all that. So I can barely hear you, and you can't see me, right?
1: Correct. <laughs> OK.
0: <laughs> all right change your mind i like this song then we got believe i'm gonna do natalie. a little
1: videotaping
0: okay cool we'll post it on our instagram that we don't have it. <laughs> um i can't believe this show yeah, is on sounds Apple. good Unreal. write That's
1: our funny. instagram we don't have it
0: uh believe me natalie i'm a big fan of this song man i really like when singers yeah, it's good. i like when singers who normally write really good melodies hold one note so like for the chorus, it's just, believe me, Natalie. Let's yeah, they hit. it's cool. Yeah, you break it up.
1: And this opening drum is so cool, so Phil Collins-y. This album is so amazing, man. It's just such a kick in the ass.
0: <laughs> I'm watching this video right now. That's really funny.
1: Yeah. Well, now you know what this is. What the hell's going on? <laughs>
0: Well, now when you listen back to the podcast, you'll understand what's going on on my end with you. All right, Midnight Show. So I I give the first five a 10. Second five, I'll give nine each. This one's like a seven. Everything will be all right. I think I just don't get it, maybe.
1: It's good. It's just not the snot yeah I mean I love Believe Me Natalie and it's just this song kind of gets this is you know similar to that driving you know like nighttime desert rock you know with that 80s you know kind of chicken grease sound
0: yeah for sure yeah this one is a mix of the 80s and Americana kind of I think yeah (laughs) actually I like this song more than I remember I was thinking of a different song this is a good song
1: no it's great but it's just not as good I don't think yeah I I missed that (laughs) anyway it's such a great album man (laughs) I'm loving talking about it with you
0: yeah. Uh, I love you seeing me talking about it. This is a sample of Everything Will Be All Right. Just to so see. You know. It's just different. All right. What have you been crushing lately, Charlie? What have you been listening to?
1: What have I been listening to lately? Um. well let's take a look I've been listening to a lot of Phoebe Bridgers she played SNL oh, a couple days ago
0: she did Punisher's a and fantastic record
1: fantastic and I also really like I guess what is her previous album Stranger in the Alps there's a song on that amazing. album called Scott Street that I've probably played a thousand times over there's um, a song
0: exploder about that song too
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I have up, to so. check it out because, yeah. I, so I have to listen to the Song Exploder episode of Scott Street. And what was the other Song Exploder episode that you said? Oh, Brandon Flowers. Yeah, Yeah, killers. I got to listen it's, to that it's, one it's, as
0: well. it's, uh, it's Flowers and Venucci, and they're talking about Rutt. And
1: they're talking about Rutt, yeah. I, got, you know, I actually Vinucci's might have listened like to a, that episode.
0: It was good. Vinucci's like a classically trained drummer, and he claims that there's always at least like three or four points on the record where you can hear him scream in the background as he's playing drums, just like, ah! And he says like in rut, there's one and he tries to point it out, but I was always like, ah, I don't know, man. I don't think I heard that, you know?
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, look, I, you know, it's certainly possible, but I've definitely not identified it myself. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, man, I, I, you know, who else I've been listening to a lot of, I've been listening to a lot of some artists that you've recommended to me, uh, Black Country, New Road, who I really like. Oh, how Um, good is that record, man? It's awesome. Um, I've been listening to Imposter by Miss Grit, which is an album that Chris recommended. I'll have to tell him the next time he's back. And then I've been listening to a live album by Jeff Buckley, who is an artist that I love called uh, Mystery White Boy. And there's a song on it that he only ever played live. It wasn't on his one studio album, Grace, which is what most of his famous songs are off of because it was his only studio album. But he has a song off his live records called what will you say? And I would recommend you listen to it, Jake as well. I think you'd really like it. And, uh, it's amazing. It's like eight minutes long and it's, uh, he's just one of the best singers like of all time. And so, uh, I always enjoy going back and listening to him. And, and what's cool about Jeff Buckley is Jeff Buckley's falsetto paved the way for a lot of other high pitched, you know, falsetto rock and roll singers like Tom York, uh, from Radiohead and Matt Bellamy from Muse who have cited Jeff Buckley as an inspiration um, for, you know, them kind of find their voice. So in any event, that's what I've been listening to. How about you?
0: Uh, I'm doing a lot of black country, new road. Um, I'm still hung up on that shame record. I drunk tank pink. I still, yeah, it's I'm so, so good, good,
1: man. I'm so yeah. good.
0: Um. What else have I been listening? I've been going I've been kinda of on a passion pit kick recently too, which is interesting. Oh, that is which really been interesting. A little bit fun. Kind of re- rediscovering what Gossamer and is all about and Kindred and tremendous sea love manners. Just diving through all that. And then they had a third, what was it? It was another, right? Gossamer Kindred, tremendous. I might be missing one. I feel like I'm not though. You said. i don't
1: know a lot about them although i did see them live many years ago in college because they were from boston and they were always playing there well michael
0: angelicos went to
1: uh, emerson yeah there you go
0: yeah and then the rest of the guys were from uh, berkeley
1: oh wow there you go i'll uh, have to get back in
0: angelicos them. stayed in the little building
1: oh my god p i'm a p row guy for life man you know this
0: oh come on i thought you weren't your little building first year or no
1: I was you a little bit in the first year. I was, yeah. That's how we became buddies because we all lived in the little building. You were on the third floor. I remember. Yeah. i never forget two years, that. Two years in a row. I was on the seventh floor, yeah. but I did move to P. Row sophomore through my senior year. You of course transferred, went to uh, BU. Um, but I was a, a P. Row RA for three years. And so that building was like a second home to me. I know every goddamn inch of that building Probably better than I know my own house. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And I can't tell you, man, how many times I would like rent out a piano practice room at the bottom of Piano Row. I don't know if you ever did it when you went to Emerson. For like rehearsals those, and stuff, I think. Yeah, you know that they had those piano practice room. Yeah. There were like four of them or three of them in the basement. Play a song completely like alone and private, and nobody could come and touch you. I can't yeah, tell you how many cool. times I did that. That and always reminds to just, me of like, the get uh... out, to just like get out, cathartic.
0: Yeah, that that always reminds me of like that video of James Blake recording the cover of Frank Ocean Godspeed. Like it looks like he's just in like an NYU practice room because it's just like yeah. his phone's like right here, and then he's just playing, and it's like a tiny room. Yeah.
1: i always love you. I will always love you like I do. Yeah. Have a prayer for you. Yeah. It's a beautiful song, man. <laughs> sounds beautiful terrible, song. When I do it, but it is a beautiful song.
0: It sounds I think Frank
1: it. Ocean, so. man. I mean, he's a rare artist that I think. You know he just like people the world needs a new frank ocean album right now kind of like the world needs a new adele album and it would it just won't come at a better time like we all need a musical experience to rally around i mean you know and not just one that is you know
0: we need a kendrick lamar album tomorrow like yes that is what we need Bad. I'm actually, yeah, that is what that we he need. Hasn't released an album in a while. Like, is there ever been a time when Kendrick Smart's voice I is know. More relevant than right now? It's insane. It drives me nuts.
1: Never, never. There's some rappers who try and, like, you know, they try and lay claim to that throne. You know, I mean, and I love, like, I'm not even a huge hip hop guy. Um, in terms of modern hip hop, especially, you know, but I do like Drake and I like J Cole, you know, and I like some of these like up and comers who um, are really well respected and well liked. Like I like Corday, um, you know, and, and I, I like Migos. Um, You know, I, I think there are other artists who I respect, even if I don't love them, like, you know, Tyler, the creator and Lil Uzi vert and those guys, but Kendrick Lamar is so far and away, like, yeah. You know, the the the,
0: the, 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 the uh, All right, we got to We got in this episode. <laughs> this
1: thinking man's rap, the frust- uh the that resonates. As somebody who comes from the school of like outcast and, you know, that kind of funky rap, there's not yeah. a lot of it these days. Yeah. And so I think J- Kendrick is as close as we will kind of get to that. I know you probably can't hear anything that I'm saying about why I like Kendrick Lamar, but yeah, let's end the episode. Hopefully Kendrick will release a new record. <laughs> I would also just kind of advise fans to maybe just skip through this episode and just go straight <laughs> no, to the next one. No, stick with it.
0: Stick with it. <laughs> it's a fun one. It's a fun one. All right. All right. Uh, what's going on with your mustache? You're shaving the beard? You're keeping the stash. What's your next move?
1: We'll see. We'll see. It's cold out, so I'm keeping the beard for some sure. warmth. But you'll, you wouldn't know it, but the mustache is definitely still longer. But I might shave it. You know, my partner, Nora, really loves the beard, so... Uh, okay. all right, all right, uh, we'll see but your mustache is better than mine we all know it
0: it's just longer man and I have darker hair that's all it is
1: I mean and you're taller than me so you know you've got all the you've got all the goods I'm white as a ghost and five stuck in my 5'11 nightmare what I wouldn't give to be in the sixes
0: I've heard my mustache looks good because it gives balance to my face since my eyebrows are so thick
1: yes exactly I think that's <laughs> fair you have Colin Farrell eyebrows that are just, like, total caterpillars. But I'm telling you, man, having thick eyebrows is, like, a great – like, Cara Delevingne, most, yeah. one of the most famous models in the world, you know. Like, she wouldn't be anywhere near the top of the ladder. She wouldn't Schitt's be where Creek. she is without those eyebrows. Dude, shit's Creek, Dan Levy.
0: Yeah.
1: Those Both eyebrows dad, are too. like – and the dad, Eugene, obviously. Those yeah. eyebrows are their own characters, you yeah. know. so all right man look i'm gonna go get a bowl of cereal but this was a great episode enjoy la we'll talk soon maybe next monday we'll do humbug with chris which i can't fucking wait to talk about it's one of my favorite albums of all time so we'll get after it have a good night pal i'll talk to you soon all right when does your new music come out uh a song came out
0: on monday last man
1: holy shit you didn't tell me this. I have to check this out. <laughs> Although that's because actually, Apple Music is broken for me right now, so uh, I may okay. not be able to listen to well, this. Well, I, I thought that Nora had a direct.
0: I thought that Nora had a direct attack at me on Instagram today because I had posted from from Spotify about the song on my Instagram, and then she put out a little PSA to close friends only today on Instagram, and said and just was a general saying say. uh uh, if you're going to post a song on Instagram, do it from Instagram and not from Spotify. So we can actually hear it. And I took that as a direct attack. Uh, I'll I tell did her. That way. and as, as well, I do not, I, after I saw that story and I knew it was directly about me, I tried to figure out how to post it from Instagram and I cannot figure out how to do it. So if there's any, let- why don't you, you text her,
1: man? She'll teach. Yeah. She'll teach you how to do it.
0: All right, I will. I'll let you guys have a night, though. I'll, I'll talk. To I you can't one. wait
1: to hear your new song, though, man. I'm so excited.
0: Thanks, buddy. It's once, on the like, top. Once up. my
1: streaming service gets fixed. Cool. All, All right, right, man. Val. Have a good night. You too.
0: Bye bye.